Good afternoon and welcome. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for being with us. It's midday with the mayor today. Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott joins me. Top officials in the city are at loggerheads about a deal that the Scott administration negotiated with BGE to manage the city's elaborate conduit system, which houses electric and fiber optic cables for BGE and other companies. The draft agreement was first reported by the Baltimore Brew. After we hear from the mayor today, we'll hear from the other two citywide elected officials here in Baltimore, Comptroller Bill Henry and Council President Nick Mosby. They both oppose the deal. Yesterday, the Board of Estimates was scheduled to vote for the second time on the deal, but that vote has been delayed until April 5th. The Board of Estimates did vote to approve the deal on February 15th. The Comptroller and the Council President skipped that meeting, thinking their absence would leave the Board without a quorum. But the remaining three members of the Board, that's the Mayor and his two appointees, voted without the two opposing members. Henry and Mosby assert that that vote is not valid because they did not participate. City Solicitor Ebony Thompson, one of the people voting for the measure, declared in a legal opinion that the vote was, in fact, valid. The mayor, the council president, and the comptroller disagree about several aspects of this deal. We'll hear from each of them today, and we'll start with Mayor Scott, who joins us on Zoom from his office in City Hall. Welcome back, Mr. Mayor. Good to talk to you. Good to be here, Tom. And actually, uh, I am actually coming to you from Northwood Elementary today. All right, Northwood Elementary. It's good that, uh, you know, you catch up on your schooling. That's good. That's good, Mr. Mayor. We, we like that. Um, I want to ask you to start with what happened in 2015 when BGE sued the city about the conduit deal. They uh, complained about the rate of increase in what it was going to cost them to rent space in the conduit, and that deal was eventually settled, that that lawsuit was eventually settled, which resulted in an agreement that expired in 2022. So why did, in your opinion, the city need a totally different arrangement, a totally different deal with BGE uh, moving forward from 2022? Why not continue the kind of arrangement they had uh, for, for many of the last you know, however many decades, uh, where you charge a, a per foot rate uh, to BGE and the other companies, you negotiate what that rate's going to be. Why not continue what we're, we had been doing with BGE uh, and instead of uh, having this whole new arrangement? Well, I think it's important to note, as you know, that that, that, that uh, prior arrangement and contract agreement had ran out. But also, uh, Tom, as you know, that that prior agreement was settled as a part of litigation, right? And which we, we are trying to avoid uh, going into here. But also, as you heard us talk about a lot, it's about the system itself and us needing the, to, the investments in the system and thinking about how to uh, protect the city's right to own the conduit, which this deal does. We own 100% of there is no doubt about that but also to make the necessary investments into it and uh, think about this in different ways. Uh, when you see uh, partnerships like this across the country, uh, private-public partnerships that are benefiting uh, city governments and taxpayers, this is about, for me, uh, doing things not just differently, but the right way and I think better for the residents of Baltimore City. And in what way is it better? 
for example, uh, there were uh, assertions early in this process, when, once it became public, that uh, the city was losing $7 million a year on the conduit system. But Bob Senemi, the deputy finance director, uh, testified in front of the city council uh, not too long ago that, in fact, that wasn't the case. That some years the city makes money, some years the city may lose some money, uh, but it wasn't necessarily a money-losing proposition. Well, quite frankly, when this deal and contract gets us more money than the last one did, like flat out, that's the most important thing that you that I can tell you uh, today that we get more money. But when you think about this investment uh, that's going to happen, DGE is increasing that capital investment into the conduit system with an increase from 112 million in 2016 to 138.5 million in 2023. Uh, that will allow us to start to see the investments that we need to make in the conduit. And as I know you've heard me talk about this, uh, this agreement and entering into this agreement save uh, ratepayers uh, $50 million in savings to their utility bills uh, that would have been coming if this deal was not done. BGE threatened to uh, ask for increases that would have that could have amounted to $50 million. And so they've asked for smaller rate increases, but the rates for BGE service are still going to go up, aren't they? Yes. Well, yes, we know that we know that everything goes up year over year. Uh, uh, um, a, a notable rapper, Fat Joe, would say yesterday's price is not today's price. Uh, but what we're talking about is making sure that we did not see uh, absorbent, absorbent increases on on our utility bills and being able to do this. But also, Tom, I think we on we want the brink of litigation again. And it's my job as the mayor of Baltimore to make sure that we're doing things that that allow us to think about not just these investments now, but also in the long term that will help us save taxpayer dollars. If BGE is welcome or is willing to pay uh, all this money, if, if in fact they're going to give the city more money, they're going to be in charge of capital improvements, um, uh, given the fact that BGE does in fact own the conduits in all of the other markets that they're working in. Uh, Baltimore is the only one where they don't own it. They rent it. Um, what makes you think that BGE isn't, in fact, uh, you know, uh, at least in a de facto way, uh, taking over uh, ownership uh, of, of the conduit system here in our city? And sorry, Tom, I think I got most of your question. The PA system at the school went off for a second, but because that's not what this deal and contract does. We retain the ownership. We retain the rights to do the work that we have been doing and working with all of the partners in there inside the conduit. Uh, this is about getting what we call the best of both worlds, allowing the taxpayers of Baltimore to retain ownership of their conduit system, but also uh, also getting the investments that we need. We were able to uh, do this deal up, uphold the will of the voters on question E and also get a significant investment into the system. If you've just joined us, it's Midday with the Mayor. I'm Tom Hall. Mayor Brandon Scott of Baltimore joins me. If you have a question or comment, let's uh, take them via email or tweet. The email address is midday at wypr.org. You can tweet us at midday. WIPR. Uh, and Mr. Mayor, Mark Reuter from the Baltimore Brew reported that the conduit division of the City Department of Transportation uh, wrote a, a memo, uh, a report that says that this is in fact a very bad deal for the city. Uh, these are people who are 
professionals when it comes to these conduit systems, uh, and they're basically saying that the city, uh, and this is a quote from the report, loses control and loses money. Uh, this so- so-called public-private arrangement uh, does things that attenuate the uh, control uh, of the system from the Department of Transportation and, and shifts it over to BGE. Um, and they, as I understand it, the, the conduit division, the folks who know this stuff backwards and forwards, were not involved with the law department when they negotiated this contract with BGE. Um, wh- what do you think about this um, what apparent I, what disagreement from the, the folks who, who work no, with this? There's no disagreement. You're talking about an individual who who is spreading disinformation for other reasons, right? When you talk to the leader of the Department of Transportation, we know those workers are going to still have jobs. That was another piece of disinformation that was put out, and we were able to meet and talk with them, but also with the, the labor union that represents them. This is about people in Baltimore doing, unfortunately, Tom, what's done, and that's uh, uh, spreading disinformation for reasons that are not in the best interest of the taxpayers. This deal is in the best interest of the taxpayers, and those workers will be protected and be able to continue to work for the Department of Transportation. The report says the the conduit division would face a 60% budget cut because BGE is going to take over doing all this stuff that the conduit division... Is that not true? I'll I'll say it again. We've already explained to those workers that those workers will continue to work for the Department of Transportation, period. The uh, priorities that uh, will will need to be determined when it comes to maintaining uh, and making these uh, improvements to the system, and it's a very old system. Uh, it was, you know, created in the 19th century. Uh, BGE has been part of this arrangement for more than 100 years. Um, But when it comes to deciding which parts of it to fix and when, uh, what's to stop BGE from, you know, uh, fixing up the inner harbor first uh, as opposed to fixing up the pipes that are in West Baltimore or on the east side? I mean, what sort of leverage does the city have when it comes to uh, deciding where these capital improvements are going to be made, given that BGE is going to shoulder the cost for them? Yeah, this is what we when we talk about uh, our ability to still uh, own and own the the conduit, Tom, but also to have that partnership with not just them but the other members inside of it to make sure that we're still doing this in an equitable way. But also, Tom, when you're talking about the conduit and these kind of systems that are going on. It's also a lot of work that's done, we know, on an emergency basis as well, which would uh, supersede a lot of that. We are not going to sit there and allow BGE to just ignore one part of town versus another. We're going to work with them as they have been and been doing with all of the work that they have been doing and going into neighborhoods that have been disinvested in. Uh, Quite frankly, I've heard the flip recently from neighborhoods in East and West Baltimore and including Northeast Baltimore, where I live, about folks being upset that BGE is doing so much infrastructure work in their neighborhood at the same time this is about us moving the city forward for not just us and these folks here today but generations to come and securing that 
that right that these years, you said that they've had that right to be in that conduit since Frederick Douglass was alive. Uh, but we can continue to make sure that we're progressing the city and our infrastructure in a new, unique way that benefits our taxpayers. How do you respond to the folks on the city council, including the comptroller uh, and the president of the city council? And as I mentioned, you know, I'll be speaking with them a little later in this program. Uh, but other members of the council say, uh, what's the rush? What's the hurry? Why do this so quickly? Let's take a little more time to study this. The city council has held two meetings. They have one more uh, investigatory meeting uh, scheduled for next week, next Tuesday, I believe. Uh, they're, they're looking into it. Uh, the Board of Estimates approved a $50,000 contract with a consultant to look at this issue, figure out the best way of managing the system. Uh, but this was all done. Uh, th- th- this vote was taken on the 15th uh, with the three members who attended ended that meeting uh, prior to the consultant's report being issued. Why Why not wait for the very least to hear what uh, the $50,000 report had to say? Well, I think we, we, I've talked about this in nauseam, but also just remember, right? Uh, we, when this contract ran out and you dated the, you dated the time it ran out, right? We knew from that point on, we were on the brink of litigation. And when we talked about this, this was actually talked about at the board in October as well, the need to enter into a new agreement. We respect uh, the council and their their ability to have their hearings and their oversight hearings. As you know, I held many of them myself, uh, but also knowing that uh, that uh, that particular process is separate from the contracting process that is done from the BOE. And as I said yesterday, uh, with my, my my partners in progress in the council president in the comptroller, who are the three of us are friends. We we love each other dearly. We just simply disagree on this issue. This is not personal personal for either for either of us. But uh, this is about doing it sometimes, Tom, doing the right thing isn't gonna be the popular one and it isn't gonna make people happy about when you have to do it. As the leader of this city, I have to make the decision, the tough decision to do things when it's going to benefit the residents of Baltimore in the best way possible. Sometimes that is not going to allow us to always all feel uh, fuzzy on the inside. And that's just the unfortunate reality. But we're doing this at the time frame now to prevent us from entering back into litigation, prevent that extra $50 million going on to people's utility bills and trying to save taxpayer dollars all the while while making these investments into a system that we know has been disinvested in disinvested in for many generations. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Mr. Mayor, but on the other hand, it also sounds like BGE kind of bullied their way into this agreement that seems to be uh, very much in the to the advantage of BGE. They're basically saying, if you don't do what we want, we'll sue you, and uh, you seem to be very concerned about that. Uh, and in addition to suing you, we're going to charge uh, ratepayers, you know, fifty million more dollars than we would uh, otherwise. That, that that seems like a a kind of negotiation that that, that seems you know pretty uh, pretty lopsided. Well, I would disagree with that, Tom. I, I, I'm not bullied. I don't, get, I don't get bullied at all. Right. I've been known my whole life as a person who fights bullies. This is in the best interest of the residents of Baltimore, period. Is when, when it comes to lawsuits, uh, if those are a concern for the city, what about the possibility of lawsuits from the other companies who use 
the conduit system. BGE uses about 75% of it, but uh, still 25% of it is shared by Comcast and Quantum and this company called Crown Castle. Uh, They seem to have, uh, according to uh, reports, a host of unanswered questions, uh, how this deal will impact their lease payments to the city, uh, whether or not BG&E will in fact invest in parts of the system that are important to them uh, and not just important to BGE. And again, one would would think that, you know, if you're at BGE, you're going to say, let's fix our stuff first. And uh, Comcast and Crown Castle are going to have to wait. Um, What about lawsuits from them? Are you concerned at all about that? No, and we're going to continue to work with the other members that use the conduit. We've talked to them. I've talked to and heard from representatives. We're going to continue to do that. I know that BGE themselves have been meeting with the other partners in the conduit. This, again, for me, Tom, is about doing the right thing, uh, not the popular one, but also, Tom, making sure that we get those questions for them answered so we can continue those great partnerships that we've had with many of them for many years. The voters, as you mentioned, in November uh, overwhelmingly voted that the city should retain control of the conduit system. Um, And you've said, you know, that that's, in fact, what's happening with this current deal. Um, But it seems like because BGE is uh, controlling so much of it, they're controlling uh, what the capital improvements to the system are going to be, when those are going to be made, uh, that, 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 you know, in a de facto way, uh, the city is losing control of this thing that the voters uh, thought pretty strongly we should retain control. Can you, can you dig a little deeper in that and explain no, why yeah, it is I, that we're not giving we're up not, control to BGE? Because, again, we still, we own it flat out, period. The agreement says that. Let's start. Let's start with the most important fact, Tom. But also, we still we still have the ability to deal directly, as you heard from you just noted yourself, from the other uh, the other users dealing directly with them, dealing directly with BGE. The residents of Baltimore still own this conduit, right? We enter into these partnerships and things all the time. For example. When you think about the arena, when you think about how our stadiums are constituted and the teams are, are doing are doing renovations there, but it's actually MSA who owns the property, right? Those are the kind of things that we have to understand. These public-private partnerships work. They work here. They work across the country. And it's time for Baltimore to, to uh, grow a little bit in understanding that we can do things differently and still maintain our assets. So on the 15th of February... Uh, The comptroller, Bill Henry, and the city council president, Nick Mosby, decided not to attend that meeting, thinking that if they didn't attend, there wouldn't be a quorum. There's only be three of the five members of the board of estimates. Uh, Yet you went ahead and voted on this contract and you approved it. Um, And uh, the the comptroller and the city council president say it's not valid because there wasn't a quorum. Uh, What is your... Uh, what what is your position, and and do I understand it correctly that Ebony Thompson, the acting city solicitor, has in fact uh, ruled as the city's lawyer uh, that there was a quorum, uh, even though just three out of the five were there? Yes, I think the charter lays it out very clearly, right? When you're not going to be there, you have to uh, designate that and designate a replacement, but also uh, that The rules that are put in place are to make sure that not one person can stop city business. This is something that my partners in progress and I just solely disagree on. But I agree with our solicitor that 
three out of the five is a quorum and that's why we voted the deal is done we're going to move forward but because we believe and also in the process and having everyone involved in that discussion and vote which is why we'll be having that uh, again when we come back in april after the comptroller's deferment yesterday here's what the rules of the board of estimates say uh as far as i can tell this is quote the five members of the board or the members designees as specified in the charger charter constitute a quorum how, how is that not uh, unclear how how it says that the five members of the board constitute a quorum how is it that three members of the board can constitute a quorum well there's further parts of of the charter that we that the city solicitor and we'll give her official opinion over to you so you can see it that talks about why uh, there's there's a deeper thing to that and why three out of the five which most common people would, would accept as a quorum out of the five uh was a quorum, but we'll make sure we get you that, Tom. It's also true, just confirm this for me, that on the 15th, the only vote that you took was the vote about this BGE contract. You didn't vote on anything else. Is that right? Yeah, correct. And, uh, and Tom, time for one more question. All right. I got students waiting outside this room here. Okie doke. Uh, my question has to do with changing the composition of the Board of Estimates. As a candidate, yep. you and I talked about the possibility of getting rid of the mayoral appointees uh, on the Board of Estimates. Do you still support uh, moves to, to change the, the makeup of the Board of Estimates? As you know, uh, Tom, as mayor, I've already uh, shown my, my ability to give up some power and giving Thanks to the Comptroller's office and his ability to grow his power, I am always still open to discussions on how we can improve uh, the Board of Estimates and all contracts in the city of Baltimore. I look forward to having that conversation with my colleagues. In 2019, when you were the council president, you actually proposed removing the mayor's appointees from the board. Do you still want to make that proposal? I think that we should, as an evolving thought, Tom, what I would say is, my thought now is that we should think about how we do contracts writ large in the city. And it's it, that's much deeper than DOE. Uh, that includes the Board of Estimates. But as you know, that includes this big procurement reform thing that we're undertaking. It includes uh, now with the council's new, new budget authority that we have to look at all of that, not in a vacuum with DOE. But I, I am still open uh, to, to having those changes and changes at the Board of Estimates as well. Mayor Brandon Scott. Appreciate it, Mr. Mayor. Always uh, appreciate your time, and we'll see you next month. Anytime. Thank you, Tom. Coming up, Comptroller Bill Henry will explain his opposition to the BGE conduit deal. He will join me after a quick break. If you'd like to join our conversation and weigh in, our email address is midday at wypr.org. You can tweet us at midday wypr. I'm Tom Hall. Stay with us. This is your public radio, 88.1 WYPR.